MMA, Muay Thai, Boxing, BJJ and Strength and Conditioning. This is the Fight City Gym Podcast with your host, Ross Adkin. So Sam, you ready to uh, not be the most important person in Harry's <laughs> life? Yeah, it was coming sooner or later, man, but... Uh... Welcome, Aaron and Sam and Tweet, to the Fight City Gym podcast. How are you both doing today? Uh, very good, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, thank you. No worries, no worries. Sam, you good? All good, all good, can't complain. Been training today? Uh, straight yeah. after the podcast, we're in the gym. Going to go and put, put, put the hours in. Late start today then, good life. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, so um, first off, do you want to... Tell everyone a little bit about yourselves, like how you got started in boxing, you know, life growing up, how you got how you got to this point, really, for both of you, and sort of how you met, and you know, what's well, that? You got first, Ken. All right, uh, so uh, probably been boxing about eight years um, in total. Uh, I started and I started after the two, uh, 2012 Olympics. Um, I started training after the 2012 Olympics. Um, Training with um, one of one of my old trainers, Paul Dogbay, and um, we we were we were training for about six months before I had my first amateur fight. So in 2013, I think it was January, I had my first amateur fight. I was at the age of 21. Um, in my first year, I entered the novices uh, national competition. Uh, we won a gold in novices. The next year, the following year, we won the uh, development championships and um, turned professional. So I had two years as an amateur, um, a good two years as an amateur, and then I'm um, turned professional after that. Uh, after turned professional in LA. So um, had a couple of months where we stayed in LA, had three three fights, came back to London, started doing um, a bit of a bit of campaigning over here. In London, um, that's when I met um, Aaron, my coach, uh, my current coach. He's um, we've been been training together for about four years. I know four years. Uh, we won two professional titles. We've had about seven wins all in all, and um, yeah. So the the boxes of the yeah yeah also um, rated as one of the most improved boxers in um two, in yeah in 2019. One of the most improved boxers in the world in 2019. You know, so it's. It's been a good run here in England, and uh, yeah, we're keeping the run going now. We're looking for some more belts to get, and yeah, I think the journey's just beginning. Cool, cool. And um, what about you, Aaron? Obviously, Aaron, you're Sam's trainer now. So, what about you? How did you become a trainer? And I think it was, I, I was uh, training a nursery at Repton after I finished boxing, maybe uh, 13, 14 years ago. Uh, done that for a three-year period, and then uh, I had my uh, first individual fight at 2010. Um, we we won uh, our first championship in in that year as well. Um, I think we worked together for about a five-year period. Um, uh, we won maybe uh, three or four national titles, uh, boxer England a few times. Um, once he went pro, I I had him signed to Frank Warren. 
um, and then we parted out. Um, we parted ways of, after a few fights. Uh, I then moved up to Manchester and I started to work with a kid. Uh, I think he was seventeen at the time. As soon as he turned eighteen, um, we won the senior elite championships. He then got himself onto the Great Britain Olympic squad. I was up there for about three years, three and a half years. Um, I missed London, so I came back down to London and started again. And that's when I met Samuel, and um, we've been on a run since. Cool. Yeah. So, how many fights? Uh, how many fights you had together now as a team? Uh, no, it's more than seven. We've had um, probably about well, you've had nine, nine fights. Yeah, yeah. nine fights together. Cool. And uh, what sort of highlights within that? I know you won the English title, didn't you? Is it was your last fight, right, that Darren? Yeah, Samuel won the English title on, uh, I think it was the 19th of February, stopping yeah, Darren Darren Tetley in Bolton. Um, it was an unusual experience because it was the first time that we had to box in a COVID bubble. Uh, so we had to check into the hotel, I think it was three or four days, days before you yeah. won. Um, we weren't allowed to leave the hotel room um, for over 24 hours. Uh, then we had to figure out how we we're going to make the last bit of weight, chop the last bit of weight, make sure that Sam's in perfect condition to go and win the title. Um, it was a little bit weird, but we're glad to have experienced it and glad to have come out on the other side as English champion. Yeah, um, watching these fights now with, you know, when it's in a COVID bubbles and seeing the trainers with the visors on and all that and no fans there, it's, it's kind of strange, isn't it? It's must be. To be fair, the um, fighting part isn't that strange. Um, it's just the build up and the lead up because when it comes to the fighting, it's just like sparring or so. And when we go to other gyms and we're sparring, um, we can we, we can hear everything that's going on. There's um, no fans there or anything like that. It's just the build up, you know, with cutting off the last bit away, um, having to stay in your hotel room for 24 hours, um, all the COVID tests. Um, yeah. That part's very, very strange. Yeah, definitely. And um, do you think with that, you know, you said it's like sparring. Do you think like with, for some people that's actually better? Because, you know, like you hear of these uh, like gym boxers that they're, they're good in the gym, you know, they look good sparring and training. And then when the lights are on them and that, they don't perform to a level that they can or people think they can. Do you think it kind of helps those people? Do you think, have you seen anything like that? Or I think certain fighters who might, who, who might maybe get a little bit nervous um, with like huge crowds or something, it might have an effect on them. Uh, but when it comes to Samuel, um, uh, his mentality is one of his super strengths. So regardless if there's fans or no fans, um, he's still going to perform. Yeah, I think it depends on the, depends on the individuals mostly. Because, uh, like, like I said, some, some people need the, the crowds fight uh, some people would rather fight in a, uh, you know, we're, we're used to, I'm used to having the fights, uh, being a away fighter. So I've had times where there's crowds against me, you know, and uh, times where there's hardly any crowd. So um, it's, it's, it's just another day in the office at the end of the day. Yeah. Do, do you notice it, Sam? Do you, when people are there, like, how much shouting do you hear? And, you know, do you hear any individual shouting stuff? Do you hear Sam and... Sorry, yeah, there's, um, there's, there's all the noise, but um, through the noise you can you can always you can always just hear the coach in the corner. So it's um, that's why I would I would say it doesn't make too much of a difference, even though even even when there's a big crowd, you're you're, you're going to hear the noise, but you're you're not you're tuned into your coach's voice, you're tuned into instructions. So you know it, it doesn't make too much of a difference. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about that that last fight. I just actually. Rewatched it. Um, I mean, you look really impressive. And uh, yeah, first of all, what what's your style? How do you fight? I know, 
I mean, you look really good with your movement and that when I watch you. But what would you say your style is? And obviously, you orthodox, aren't you? But um, yeah, I say orthodox. Um, as for styles, I think it's more adaptive. So just it depends what I have in front of me on the night. If I have a uh, Someone who wants to stand there and trade, then I'll maybe I'll move a bit more if I want someone. If there's going to be someone that's on the back foot, maybe that, that just wants to box, and maybe I'll something from boxing by by pressure, you know. So it just it depends on uh, what I have in front of me on the night. So just just adaptive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I give you longevity as well, and you're not just sort of in one style. You can yeah, exactly. Give you a nice long career and, and give you some success against. Different styles, definitely. Exactly. And then um, also giving not not giving some someone something to train for. You know, the people have long training camps. If they know exactly what they're going to come up against, it's going to be a um, a bit more of a walk in the park for them. You know, if they don't know what they're going to come up against, then oh, war element of surprise. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. where's a step ahead? Okay, so that that fight's actually wow. I rewatched that. That's still on YouTube, so I definitely recommend everyone go and check that out if they want to. See, see how good you are. Um, yeah. So that fight specifically, you were you were sort of going for the body quite a lot, weren't you? Did you sort of train for that? And yeah, that was the game plan. Um, the the game plan was to touch him to the body quite often, and um, we had the, a certain few shots that we wanted to um, deliver to Darren Tetley. Um, um, Sam carried out the game plan really, really well, and um, we he actually had one hand for that fight. Um, so even though everyone was saying that it was a good performance from him, um, we know that he's capable of so much more. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you told me that. Yeah, he's. Uh, so w- what hand was uh, what hand was he struggling with, and what uh, round did that that go? Um, no, it wasn't actually in the round. Um, we had one hand for the build up to the fight, so we hardly had any sparring. I think it was like for a three month. Was it three month no. period? Weeks. Oh. No, no, like three months that we had the injury for three months and then um, uh, Sam got a call off his manager and we got offered to fight. I think it was like a three weeks notice. Yeah. Uh, so it was the option of take the fight and win the fight uh, with one hand or sit on a shelf for about, I don't know, maybe about a six or nine month period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was either grab the chance or uh, uh, wait and twiddle your fingers and hope that something else come, come, comes up. But where the boxing career is so short, um, we thought that we'll grab the opportunity with both hands and make the most of it, even exactly. though we had one. Exactly. Um, yeah, we had a short camp. It was me literally just worked on a game plan with what we had, you know. So no one had the one hand will we'll land certain shots in certain areas. Um, just just being smart, really, and um, not let, not letting the opportunity pass us by. Yeah, so it's, do that. It's for the best. So, what hand was it? What hand were you struggling with? Uh, his both of his hands have recovered now, but at the time it was the lead hand. Um, so maybe even thirty minutes before the fight, he had his hand in um an ice bucket in in a hotel room. Uh, literally, only took it out of the ice bucket to uh, go and fight. Won the fight, came back, and it went straight back into the ice bucket. But we actually had the injury for maybe about a three month period. But um, it, it has actually re- recovered. now. Uh, cool. Didn't need a uh, off or nothing. No, 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 no. Cool. So a- able to train normal. Now. We always train. Um, Sam lives in a gym. Um, and boxing is more of a lifestyle rather than just get getting ready for fights to us. Um, so even if he, um, even when he had the injury, we were always in the gym working on different bits and bobs. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I can uh, I can attest to that. Uh, yes, yeah, see you there most days. Um. 
So what, what does a normal camp look like if you had a full camp? How do you sort of structure it and what does it look like? Um, sorry, I think for through our I think we've only had one, one full camp. camp. I think that was when Sam won the Southern Area and he stopped Jess Smith. All the other fights, they've been um, short notice where people have tried to catch us with the um, off guard, basically, yeah. and try and bring us in last minute and try and put, put us in the losing corner. But we've, we've had other ideas. Um, we've only had one long training camp, and that was for the Jess Smith fight. I think we had a free... Was it... Is it a three-month period yeah, or two and a half months? Yeah. Um, so that's the only, like, real camp that we've actually had. All the other ones, um, it's just been a telephone call, short notice. Um, and do you want to grab the opportunity with, with both 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 hands or not? Yeah, definitely. I see that as like, a bit of a common theme in boxing, especially with people coming up. Yeah. So I think that's why we try and stay in the gym and yeah. stay ready all the time. And then once we do get an opportunity or something comes up, um, it's, it's all about peaking. Um, so. We, as long as we, we, we can get a few weeks to peak and to drop what whatever weight off we need, then we're always good good to go. And I think where we've had it so hard on the build-up and all these short-notice fights, um, now that we're able to get proper long camps and stuff like that, it's just completely evened the, the uh, playing field for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, you're welterweight. That's right, Sam, isn't it? Yeah. So tough, tough division, really. Especially in the you know in the world, but then in the UK as well, you got some good people in there, and yeah, so Gail Brook, Connor Ben. Um, you're currently ranked uh, what is it eighth? Is that right? At the moment, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this year, what what are your aims for this year? I know obviously boxing's really unpredictable, but what would be an ideal scenario for you this year? What are you sort of aiming for? I think um, ideally it would have been the British and Commonwealth belt next. Um, obviously it's, it's very unpredictable times and um, I know the British and the Commonwealth belt should have been fought for I think it was this, this it month was, um, I think they're going to fight in June or July so it fight, was originally yeah. in um, March but I think the current champion burst his eardrum so, um, so Chris Jenkins is defending against Echo Osman um, but as soon as they fight we would love the winner and I think for the rest of the year we just yeah. want to prove that Sam's the number one welterweight in Britain um, after we proved that and conquered Britain, then um, we want Europe and the world. Good stuff. Um, so, like, what, how many? What max amount of fights would you sort of take this year? Like, what's your limit, really? Um, we want to be as active as possible, but I think times have actually changed you now with the whole COVID thing and uh, fighters are getting out less and all that. So, um, in these crazy times, we're just fortunate and so thankful that we're able to get out, and um, um, we just can't wait for the next one. But I think. Um, with, with everything just being um, uh, so unusual and weird at the moment, um, it's hard to say exactly how many fights we'll actually be able to get before the year's out. But we're always going to be in the gym and we're always going to be ready. And um, we're just waiting for the next opportunity to grab with both 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 hands. OK, cool. So no fights lined up. Uh, oh, um, so Sam's currently the English champion. And I think uh, the British Board of Control have currently uh, nominated somebody from up Darlington or Newcastle to challenge for Sam's title. Uh, I, I believe it's currently out in purse bid. So I think they're getting all the money right on the locations or whatnot. And they're going to they're gonna get back to us whether the fight's going to happen or not. But when it comes to all that type of stuff, um, Sam's got a really good manager in Dave Codwell. Uh, he manages um, uh, elite and world-class fighters and ex-world champions. Um, so we'd leave all the management stuff down to Dave and we'll just stay in the gym and do our job and just make sure that, that, that we're ready. Okay, cool. So um, 
Would that do you reckon that'll be any fans in that one or do you know? Um, I I have a feeling that if um what this team who want to challenge Sam for the English title, they want to uh, win the purse bids and maybe bring us up to Newcastle and try to build us to death. Um, but where we've travelled out to Africa and we've had like loads of um, experiences on the road or whatnot, I, I doubt Newcastle is really going to affect us. So it would just be a case of going up to Newcastle, uh, taking care of business and bringing that belt back back, back down to London and to the Fight City gym. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, yeah, tell us a little about, about Africa because I kind of know some of the stuff that went on out there. But... But yeah, you, you... Uh, it was it was a, it was another one of those short um, notice fights. Yeah, we was, we I think it was a couple of days or something silly yeah. like that. Um, we had, we was with uh, Sam's had a few management changes throughout his career. We've been trying to find the right one, and hopefully we've got the right one with Dave Cod Codwell now. Um, but he was with somebody previously, and I think they um, they um, were. They had a bad illness, um, so they weren't currently working. Somebody took over um, the account with, with all these boxers, and we were offered this last-minute fight in Africa. Um, we were told that if we don't take the fight, we're going to be left on the shelf for about a year or whatnot. Um, looking back on it now, it's probably a fight that we shouldn't have taken because the situation that we ended up in. Um, but we learned so much from that. Um, yeah, so but it's, 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 it's just all the fun and games and all the little bits and bobs they've done to us once they brought us over to the country. Um, we had to, we had to get all our jabs like I think it was a day or two days before we left, yeah, yeah, yeah. so we weren't even feeling good. And then when when we got to the hotel, uh, it was in Zimbabwe and we wasn't allowed to leave the complex. They said if we leave the complex, there's a possibility that we might be taken away by the locals. Uh, so we was literally stuck in the complex and we was just eating all the food which was given to us, and we weren't able to go and get our own food to cut weight in the right way um, and it was just little things like every time we ate the food we started to feel a little bit funny uh, they forced us to um, uh, go to some orphanage on the me- media day yeah but there was there was no media there and then as soon as we got off the bus they gave uh, Sam a little uh, girl to carry Sam's got a, um, a child so he's got an affection with kids um, he's walking around with this child around the orphanage um, we've done a few pictures or whatnot we've then gone back to the hotel and then Sam started throwing up so I don't know um, whether the child was sick and then we'd have like weird stuff like people knocking on our hotel room door um, at stupid times dropping off food uh, trying to give us cakes before the fight just really weird little tricks and that but we learned so much from it um, and we added so much uh, so many more books to our library and um, we just grew a lot from it so Newcastle isn't really going to affect us yeah yeah um, yeah, funny. Um, so the fight in Africa, obviously, unique experience. But uh, apart from that, what would you say is your sort of most memorable fight together, um, for whatever reason? The most memorable fight, I would say, uh, the Southern Area, Southern Area and Yoko. Um, that was, um, I think that the, the whole build up to that, you know, um, it was, um, Undefeated prospect. He was uh, his, uh, his older brother was a um, was a champion at one time. Yeah, uh, all the noise behind the fight, the, the, the atmosphere in the York Hall was was completely was like like not like I've, I've never seen New York Hall like that before. Uh, um, and um, even afterwards, I haven't been there and seen uh, the atmosphere like that again. So crazy, man! It, it was yeah, it was a really it was it was electric in there, you know. And, uh, just it was a first title as well, so it was, I would say that's what made it so memorable. Our first professional title, and we was brought in to lose again. Um, the same story, but uh, we had other ideas. Um, we had a really good training camp for it, um, and 
Jez Smith, he was he, he was undefeated then. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was there, there was there was a lot of noise around him. He, um, he wanted to win the Southern area, English, British, and go yeah. on. Um, I think he was saying that he's going to stop you as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, and and I think just with the atmosphere, how electric it was, that that was probably one of the uh, best nights so far. Yeah, definitely. So far, definitely that's a good uh, yeah. key word there. Yeah, you got hundred percent big future ahead. Um, so. Like, what are you working on right now? Like, what would you like to improve, particularly in sort of fight style? And I think it's just a case of working on everything. And if you can add uh, 1% daily, uh, it's 300 and something percent that you should be adding, right? So just trying to get that extra 1% one, 1, 1 daily if possible. And um, we're just always working. Um, we, we live in a gym, basically, so it's so it's a lifestyle to us. Um, you find a lot of fighters only get, get in a gym whenever when they've got a training uh, camp coming up or they've got a fight coming up or something like that. But we're religiously in the gym. So um, as soon as we get a date, we only have to peak. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're definitely in the gym every day. So what do you think about Fight City in terms of, uh, for from a point of view as a sort of professional fighter and trainer, you know, you, as a place to be sort of based and to train? Um, we're really thankful and really grateful that we've had the um, Fight City uh, uh, gym to base ourselves and to be able to grow and prosper as fight, fighter and trainer. Um, the, the community there is absolutely amazing with all the people and all that, and um, we're just very thankful. Um, yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah, same, same back at you. So, uh, tougher question, what, what, what's the better gym, Ballam or Morgate? <laughs> well, um, well, it's funny, it's funny you say that. We trained for the Southern Area title uh, win in, oh, yes, uh, in Liverpool, Morgate, Morgate yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when Sam won the English, we trained at Ballum, so we'd have to go 50 50. We love both yeah, of the sites. Good, good memories of both. Yeah, obviously, uh, Morgate, is, uh, the ring's a lot smaller, so you've got you know, you're fighting a brawler, do your camp at Morgate, yeah. move around a bit more, and then go down, down, down to Ballum, use that ring. Okay, so, um, so who's your who's your who was your favourite fighter growing up, Sam and Aaron? Like, who inspired you the most? I would think about my uh, the fighter that I was most um, impressed by uh, growing up was uh, Roy Jones Jr. Um, before that, uh, I knew about uh, Muhammad Ali, and um, Muhammad Ali is probably like the first boxer I probably knew about. And, uh, yeah. Actually, watching boxing, I would always be Ray Jones Jr. I'd, uh, I would I was watch his fights, uh, watch his highlights, like nonstop. I'd just literally be, literally sit down and be in awe of like all, all the all the crazy stuff he'll do. You know, it was a um, really athletic individual, very smart in the ring, um, and he was he would he would knock out high percentage of his opponents as well. You know, so um, uh, in the days uh, when Ray Jones was fighting, uh, boxing was definitely. Um, uh, high as well. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what about you, Aaron? Um, uh, fight night is such a hard thing because I, I, I really love boxing. But um, I'd say in regards to, I, I really love the mentality of fighters. And I think um, in regards to a fighter who probably had one of the strongest mentalities ever, you'd probably have to go with Jack Jack Johnson because when he won the heavyweight title, it was actually illegal then. And after he won the title, the amount of atrocities which happened um, in America and um, for someone to still stay mentally strong throughout that whole thing um, and to do what he had to do, um, it's highly re respectable. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in terms of your training, Sam, and I don't know if you influence... Um, Sam on this, Aaron. 
Do you follow a special diet or how do you uh, we have that? we have a nutritionist we yeah. work with. Okay, cool. So one coming up, uh, he's basically in contact with Sam in regards to what to eat and drink daily, uh, what the weight is, how we're doing. Um, yeah, so how how hard is cutting weight like for people that don't do it and sort of our members or general public? How hard well, is doing it? Um, it's probably I would say it's hard mentally rather than actually like when you're when you're in the gym and you're training twice a day or going on your runs in the morning you're in the gym twice a day you know, uh, the weight just kind of melts off but um, it's more of a mental thing where you've got to make sure you're always you're, you're following the plan you don't you don't uh, get sidetracked you know sometimes you might walk into a shop and think oh I want that but you, you've got to just it's, it's all mental rather than um Eyes on the prize. Yeah, exactly. Just you, knowing what, what exactly. you're doing it for. Yeah, exactly. And then I think once you get a win or whatever championship you're going for, then it's then it's, it's then it's worth it. Exactly. It's a bigger picture. Yeah. So if you yeah, you just got to want it enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what do you think of the sort of current state of UK boxing and? Um, I think it's thriving at the moment, and I think Eddie Hearns is about to announce something very shortly. Um, I think he's leaving Sky, and he's partnering up with the Zone, the online app. Um, so I think it should create a lot more opportunities for fighters, and maybe uh, the Sky Sports place which Eddie Hearn had um, that might be available for more promoters and managers, meaning more um, options for fighters coming through. Um, and I think with this current climate, with the COVID thing and everything else which is going on. Um, we're just grateful for opportunities and it's very good to see other fighters having opportunities as well. Um, so hopefully boxing will be thriving um, and it will come back stronger. So, Yeah, definitely. So how important is a manager to a boxer's career? Uh, managers are very important. They're the, they have the key to the door, basically. Um, we've had a few manager changes throughout our time working together. Um some managers might say something, but not be able to do exactly what 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 they say. And um, uh, we've had that a few times, and we've had to just realise how short the boxing career is, and we've just had to make the best decisions to help Sam move forward with his career. But thankfully, he's with Dave Codwell now, who's had um, nu- numerous world champions, uh, Tony Blue beat David Hay a few times. Uh, he was the cruiserweight world champion. He's had the Mac- the Mac- the McDonald twins. Uh, one of them was a world champion. Um, so, I mean, I mean, um, it's just good to have somebody in the team uh, with that managerial experience and who is able to open doors. So we're just thankful, basically. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about these sort of celebrity YouTubers getting into boxing? Uh, terrible. I think boxing um, is the only sport which really sells its soul. Um, you couldn't get a celebrity YouTuber um, to pay a, enough money to maybe make an appearance in a Champions League final. Yeah, I think with boxing, it's just this. Yeah. Um, it's 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 like the land of outlaws sometimes, right? So, um, anyone can just sort of come in, and if you've got enough money, they can sort of make a mark in a sport. And I think, uh, I think managers and promoters were probably looking on it, thinking that they might bring in a few fans who were normally just interested in the YouTubers. Uh, but me personally, I think it cheapens the sport, and I really love, um, I I really love the sport. So it's not something that I'm with to to be fair. Yeah, I think like with the bringing new fans in, I think boxing's not a young sport. It's not like it's not known, is it? Yeah. No. Everyone knows what boxing is. I think if you like boxing, you probably like it already. If you, if you get into boxing because of Jake Paul, and 
don't know. That's he's the right place. So getting back to real boxing, what what do you think about what's going on with Tyson Fury and AJ now with that fight looking like it's not going to happen? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it was a bit upsetting here and it wasn't happening. Um, just got to hope both of them get through their fights and. Uh, I think even the fight wasn't going to be in England. Uh, you know, so it's a bit... To be fair, I think yeah. it was a smart play from Deontay Wilder because imagine this. Uh, Tyson Fury's just come back from mental health issues. Um, he's got his life back on track and he's just signed a contract worth $150 million to fight Anthony Joshua. So it's going to be split 50-50. And then uh, just before the fights, or ev- everything's about to commence and take place, uh, Wilder's won his lawsuit. And that's just 75 million snatched away from Tyson Fury. So how is he going to handle that mentally now, considering all the previous problems? So um, uh, in an art of war type of context, I think it maybe was a smart move. And then uh, I I think the majority of combat or, 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 or boxing or any form of combat sports, um, it's one in the mind. So the mind needs to be right. And then the body co- 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 cooperates. So I think that was a smart move from Deontay Wilder, um, even though it's a move which made a lot of people sad because we do want to see the fight. Yeah, for sure. So who do you think is going to win in this, you know, in the situation we've got right now? And like you just said, all that get trying to maybe got into his head. What do you think happens uh, when they fight? Uh, well, with the Wilder fight? Yeah, yeah, with the Wilder fight. Um, I mean, Wilder's a huge puncher. Uh, Tyson Fury's a master boxer, and, and, and he's already beat him. Um, it's just how Tyson reacts mentally, I think, and if he can hold everything together. If he can hold everything together, he might steamroll him again, but it just depends um, how well kept he is upstairs. I think uh, with the timing as well, I don't think what... Um, it's been two times back to back that Wilder's been beaten now by Fury. Um, if he had a fight in between or a comeback fight, then maybe it might have been a different outcome. But now I know that Fury must be living in uh, uh, Wilder's head and his thoughts. Literally, um, two times back to back, he's been beaten by him now. So, with Jaw and then the, the one defeat. But missing out on 75 mil, yeah. he might be mis- living in his head as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's changing money. Way, yeah. Yeah, sure. Then his last fight, did he, did he give away some crazy amount or something? Fury, is it like ten million he just gave away from his last purse? Um, I'm not actually aware of that. I'm not too sure. Um, I've trained in a gym with Tyson a few times, and I know he's a very um, humble and a lovely guy. So, uh, something as much as it does sound crazy wouldn't really surprise me. But I'm I'm not I'm not too sure about that. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So, sort of the average Joe, our sort of members that maybe haven't tried boxing um, what would you uh, how would you recommend they get started and what would you say like the benefits are to sort of the average Joe the fight but you know just say that control. so maybe if they don't want to fight but maybe they just want to use boxing as um, I think to get the op- the optimum results that you're looking for, you need to uh, be living a certain type of lifestyle, you know, in regards to um, no drinking and um, uh, training all the time. So I, I think for health and, 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 and for a great mindset, um, I haven't come across a sport which beats it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think some of the people that I've met, Throughout my boxing journey, it's um, it's 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 some of the best people that I've I've met in my life, and I've probably been in contact with them for the rest of my life. 
So um, uh, just in regards to the people you meet, uh, the lifestyle you live, um, and do you know what I really love about books in the way that it allows people to change their life around or pick themselves up or find a goal and really aim towards it? Or I, I, I think it's very positive. Um, me, myself, personally, I would like to try and use it as a tool to maybe help some troubled youths and uh, uh, people like that in, in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um I think the boxers I've met, including you, Sam, just like they make training look easy. Like the fitness, the the cardio fitness is just off the scale. Just the recovery, the way you get you guys get back in the gym day after day, and you know you you're working up a sweat. You know you're uh, and you just make it look easy. And just we've done some challenges before where we've pushed the weighted sled, and even you know when I was a little bit fit, when you know cardiovascular wise, and I've raced some of these boxers and I, I, maybe I, I still couldn't beat them the first time but then you go again and I'm just hanging and they just repeat it the level just doesn't drop off you know they maintain that fitness it's just really really impressive you know so def- definitely a great sport for definitely. Like, it's, it's the discipline of just getting in the gym every day you know and doing something that uh it's, it's not easy every day you know it's um, when you're in the gym you're pushing yourself you're you're, you're gonna want to stop it's it's not one of those exercise. It's not one of those uh, things where you, uh, not to knock a, a weightlifter, but uh, you would have so much rest, so much rest in between a rest, uh, set, and uh, or you you do something and recover for however however many minutes. It's a constant constant work with boxing. And it's a constant. Your your heart rate's going to be constantly high. You're pushing yourself the whole time. You're, you're trying to force yourself not to quit because. In a, in a boxing match, it's uh, life or death, so it's really a, it's a serious thing. And you've got to stay, stay tuned, stay switched on throughout, the, throughout your whole training. So it's one of those things where you're, you're building more than just your, your physical, you're building your mental as well. Yeah, for sure. I saw an argument once between a boxer and a, and a weightlifter in a gym, and the, the boxer was actually a smaller guy, and um, he said to the weightlifter, like, you know, you, you can't build any muscle on your chin. And sort of shut him right down. <laughs> that was a good comeback after a long argument. Um, so, so uh, Aaron, you're about to become a dad. That's right, yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. So, Sam, you ready to uh, not be the most important person in Aaron's life? <laughs> yeah, the day was coming soon or later, man. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's good, man. Um, having having a child, uh, it's a it's a blessing, you know. And uh, yeah, man, it's. It's, it's it's a beautiful thing, so it's um, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, you got a, you got a little girl yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. And she box? Uh, yeah, she does a little bit. Yeah, I think I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, it's uh, really impressed. Always impressed when I see little kids sort of training. You know, it's good to get them in at a young age. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Um, so, Aaron, are you uh, ready for it? You ready to sort of you know the no sleep and still getting down the gym and training Sam every day and uh, I think I'm ready for the changes and I'm just going to try and just embrace everything um I'm just like I um, keep saying I'm just really uh, grateful and thankful so um yeah I'm, I'm 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 just ready for the changes and uh I don't know how quite ready I am for the no sleep yet but we'll, <laughs> we'll beat that hurdle when we get there so. yeah I might you might get lucky I might just uh I hope so <laughs> Okay, so um, between the two of you, the hardest question of all now, if you were to box each other, 
Who do you think wins and why? Uh, I'd say Sam, because I'd still be giving him the advice. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him how to beat you as you're boxing. Yeah, why not? Master, master of the student. I've got got no ego. It's all about Sam Sam winning. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Okay, good stuff. Um, So how can people follow you? We'll put the link to your last fight in the show notes, uh, Sam, and I definitely recommend people go and watch that and they see... See how good you are with your footwork, your head movement, and you know, really nice to watch. And uh, so I'll put we'll put that link in the uh, show notes. But how can people follow you, stay in touch, and you know that all that sort of uh, stuff? You can follow us on uh, social media uh, at True Sensation. Uh, that's Instagram, True Sensation. Uh, and my Instagram handles uh, Pyramid underscore Boxing underscore. Okay, cool. And uh, you uh, you do train. Um, normal people as well don't you Sam you do you know take on some clients like that I know you obviously haven't got loads of time but uh, yeah here and there when I, when I can squeeze it in uh, uh, mainly it's uh, the training in, uh, in Fight City uh, yeah, whenever I can squeeze a uh, PT and uh, then I will but, yeah yeah for sure and you Sue to Aaron yeah that's right uh, yeah 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 at the uh, uh, Morgate gym yeah definitely recommend it it's like there's not many other sports like you are saying before about how you know you couldn't pay to get into the Champions League in terms of these YouTubers fighting, but uh, the great thing about boxing as well is like you, there's a lot of really good trainers and professional fighters, and that you can actually go and have a session with them. You know, so uh, that that to me is one of the really good things about boxing. You've got access to a lot of people because you know the world rank number one, you you can't, but you know you, you don't have to go too far down the ranking list, and you can actually. You know, train with some amazing, amazing athletes and professional sports people at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. Okay, so in, and if um, if fans are allowed in fights and and you're ever fighting down down London way, down south, then anyone wants to get any tickets, they can come come see you in the gym or come see. Yes, please. The, yeah, contact Fight City and we'll uh, we'll sort that out. So we always want to support you guys and you know help you. Thank you so much. To- best you can okay um so yeah we'll we'll wrap it up there but is there anything else um yeah could we um uh put out a thank you to our um uh to sam's sponsors please definitely yeah um uh, sam sponsors touch touch tuna uh, they do an absolutely amazing job keeping them in uh tip-top shape and anything you need during ju- ju- during a camp um all these titles and all these victories uh, there's no way that we would have been able to pull it off without these guys so um errol and mariana um like a massive thank you t- to those guys yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, to touch tweener you know what they've supported us for our first our first title fight since the first title fight um and uh since then they've been like uh they've been a, a solid like a cornerstone to our camps you know and uh, even when even when i'm not in camp i'm still going down to touch tweener just to make sure uh, just, just so they make sure my body's in tune. Um, there's no imbalances. They're just, you know, they're like, they're like a garage, basically. And, um, yeah, a big thank you to to Errol and Mariana and everyone at the Touch Twin Okay, cool. All right. Anyone else you want to mention or? Good. 
And just thank you to everybody at the Fight City Gym as well for the support over the uh, uh, past few years. We, we, we really appreciate it. And just that anyone who's um, helped us, I mean, there's loads of people who have helped, helped in a way and I probably can't even re remember all the names now. But um, thank you so much to everyone. Um, from the bottom of my heart, we really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Our pleasure. So, Alright, well, we'll wrap it up there and uh, go and enjoy your training session. Go and get the work done and... Straight back to the gym. Thank you. Exactly. Get to get a next step closer to that, that whatever, that world title or whatever. Thank you so Thanks much. Good guys. See you soon. Right. Have a good day, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye.